Hello, hello, and welcome back to the club. I'm one of your hosts, Katie Hoyt, and I am here with my bestie, my prego mama, who is ready to pop and literally at, at any given moment, Miss Ashlyn Clark. How are you doing, Ash? I wish to, I wish right now. <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking. I'm praying to God my water will break tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I'm doing good. I'm just waiting uh, for this child to come. We do have five more days until the due date. So I'm trying not to be too antsy because I just feel like it's going to come after its due date because it's my first kid. I'm not getting induced. Mm-hmm. And trying to fight being miserable and depressed these last yeah. like couple days of pregnancy is like all I can think about. So I'm just trying to be optimistic <laughs> at this point, but I yeah. am bouncing on my exercise ball as we speak and hopefully get things moving. How are you doing, Katie? I'm doing great. I'm also anxiously awaiting um, the baby's arrival. We are kind of psychotic for waiting until now to record this episode. Like we kind of, I guess, just knew that the child would not be here by now. I mean, you just finished the book yesterday, today. Um, no, this morning. And you know what? One thing about my unborn child, <laughs> they're a clubber. Um, 100%. Deep down in their heart. <laughs> And I can't even explain how happy I was to be done with this book this morning, not because I wanted it to be over, but because it was one of those things that like I had to get done before the baby came. So maybe yeah. once we stop recording, I will go into labor. Okay. Nice. Okay. That's a very good point. Maybe like your body knew that you just kind of had some unfinished business. So now that we've taken care of this. I have a checklist. Yeah. I have an internal checklist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, um, marked one more thing off my checklist today, which was getting the nurses baskets for the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like I got one basket for the labor and delivery nurses and one basket for the mother baby unit. And I got, I got them like snacks and energy drinks and gum and like just some stuff from Target and put them all in baskets. So I'm like, okay, now like everything on my little checklist is done. Yes. Time to go. Well, I'm very, very, very excited. And I know that for your sake, I hope it comes sooner, but I honestly also feel like now that we've got the episode recorded, well, I mean, are going to have the episode recorded and um, you got the book finished, we're everything's all good to go. So hopefully that happens yes. for us. Hopefully you have the baby this week and yeah. That would be so great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what's, what's updated? Well, not what's updated. What is going on that you need to update us on? Um, so on your end, yeah, I really don't have much except for we are no longer closing on our house on Ashland's due date, which really was like a huge hit for me. I was not okay for a couple of days. I'm, I'm fine with it now and just kind of over it and, Rightfully so. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a shock, mostly because like they waited until we were nine days from closing on the house to let us know that we would no longer be closing on the house uh, next Friday. So no, that's insane. That's not even remotely enough time to like even emotionally process that <laughs> information. Yeah. So now we don't close on the house until January 9th. and Ashlyn, if the baby's not here by the time we close on the house. <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> no, we will not. I will not be pregnant on January 9th. Let, <laughs> let me make that clear. 
Um, I, that was like a little fun joke to pull that like I was mad mm-hmm. about you closing on my due date, but I'm more <laughs> mad that it's it's later. <laughs> like I'm so ready for you to be in Birmingham so we can just bring the baby yeah. over and hang out and do our podcast in person. I yeah. am uh, over the long distance relationship between 100%. us. Hundred percent, and which sucks because pretty soon we're going to be even longer distance. But that'll be kind of fun. Nope, we're not going to think about okay. that. Okay, that's that's yeah. that's a good way to think about it. So anyway, that's really my only update um if you guys did not listen to the iron flame episode which was a surprise episode we kind of did a little bit of a catch-up at the beginning so we really don't have much to report other than we're waiting on baby we're waiting on the house to be finished and that's pretty much it so and christmas um, which is impending um yeah should have said that um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Yeah. um just kind of a busy time of year yeah I agree um well do you want to dive into the book or do you have anything else you wanted to chit chat about or nothing else so why don't you get us started with our book synopsis oh wait I should say this is the episode this is oh (laughs) Sorry, this that's is, where I was headed. This is the episode for A Court of Silver Flames. Oh, I need to say this too. We are going to we've be got to work on starting the, with that. Hundred um, percent. We are going to be talking about the bonus, ep- uh, not episode, the bonus scenes. There are two of them. If you have not read them, there's one from Azriel's POV and one from Feyre and Reese's POV. So before we get to that part, if you just need to take a little pause, you can just Google it um, and they'll pull right up for you. And yeah, you there's just like read Google Docs. Yeah. yeah. So I did They're just super want to, easy like to find and yeah. I did just want to state that before we got Sorry, in. y'all. We have a bit of a lag, so I think we're talking over each other a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. Um, hopefully, we can get that figured out in the editing process. So please forgive us. We do have quite a, a, a bit of a lag this time. But anyway, read the bonus scenes before you get into – before we start talking about the characters. And Ashlyn, please read us the book synopsis. Absolutely. I haven't even read this one yet. So this is my first time. If I stumble over it, I'm so sorry. Um, But here we go. Nesta Archeron has always been prickly proud, swift to anger, and slow to forgive. And ever since being forced into the cauldron and becoming Haifei against her will, she struggled to find a place within the strange, deadly world she inhabits. Worse, she can't seem to move past the horrors of the war with Hybern and all she lost in it. The one person who ignites her temper more than any other is Cassian, the battle-scarred warrior whose position in Resand and Pharaoh's court, night court keeps him constantly in Nesta's orbit. But her temper isn't the only thing Cassian ignites. The fire between them is undeniable and only burns hotter as they are forced into close quarters with each other. Meanwhile, the treacherous human queens who returned to the continent during the last war have forged a dangerous new alliance threatening the fragile peace that has settled over the realms. And the key to halting them might very well rely on Cassian and Nesta facing their haunting pasts. Against the sweeping backdrop of a world seared by war and plagued with uncertainty, Nesta and Cassian battle monsters from within and without as they search for acceptance and healing in each other's arms. Okay. um, From within and without. I've never heard that 
wording before, but this kind of gives a lot away that I don't. No, I absolutely hate this. Why did she do that? Like, she tells you exactly what's going to happen. She's like, by the way, it's going to be forced proximity and they're going to fall in love. Oh, yeah, that's that's not God. great. And also it was um, very, very, very long, which is not really. She didn't nail it on this one. I don't know. That was crazy. No, sometimes less is more. Yeah. Actually, most of the time in a book synopsis, less is more. Like, give me just enough to draw me in. I don't need to know the ins and outs of what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, But I also wanted to say, like, we're not going to have a dedicated section just about the bonus chapters. We just are going to incorporate our feelings about them throughout the episode. So seriously, if you want to, like, not be spoiled, go ahead and read them. I, it, I promise you it will take you 20 minutes yeah. and then you'll be done. Um, But, yeah. So that is the book synopsis. Again, I never read these. I neither does Katie. We hate them. <laughs> we usually hate them. Um, but that is that. I'm mean, this is this book, honestly, for me, like in the beginning when I first read this series, was not top of my list, mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, but rereading it, I actually forgot how fucking good it was. Yeah. And I'm excited to just like dive right in. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the first time I read this, it was at the top of my list and it remains at the top of my list. So <laughs> but as stated yes. several, yeah. several, several times, I am a Nesta girl. I just I love her character and I love Cassian. So that's pretty much it. Well, for you're me. also such a Cassian girl. I feel like you liked Cassian more than Reese since like day one. You might be right. And it probably is just like the humor aspect of it. Like, I just think that he is hilarious. And I love the comedic relief. I mean, look at your husband. Like, come on. Oh my God, Ashlyn, that's such a good point. It's perfect. <laughs> That's so funny. So, yes, I'm a Nesta girl. I'm a Cassian girl. And that said, why don't we jump right into our characters and we'll start with Miss Nesta. Our character Nesta. lineup. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can go ahead and start with Nesta because you have a lot of these um, things on the Google. Like I just kind of piggybacked off what you said. So you can go ahead. Okay. All right. So um, Nesta – had such deep, deep trauma that I don't think like even reading the previous books, like we know that she's got some shit going on, but it's so deeply rooted and so bad. But now we finally get to see it and also at the same time get to see her work through it, which is a lovely experience. I went through so many emotions with like being mad at her, but then also being understanding and being like, Nesta, no. Like, you know better. Please don't do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, I like totally agree. It should be like titled the book where Nesta goes to therapy finally, which comes in many forms. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the training is one. Being with just being around Cassian is one, but also like the stairs yes. are like her ultimate form of therapy. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> just like going up and down the bitches, like that takes mental work. But I, I really yes. did like 
figuring out why she is so psychotic because as a Farah Stan, it was really hard for me to hear her say or like think negative things about her. And I was like, what is her problem? And, but now I'm like, oh, everything is her problem. Like she was literally bred and raised to like play this role that she doesn't even want to play. Yes. It was just, I don't know. It was a lot, but I yes, needed it, it to understand her, I think. Absolutely. And we'll touch on Reese, but I feel like it almost validates you whenever he finally has like the moment where he sees what happened in the cauldron and understands like the depths of what happened. So um, it was amazing. And I I wrote a lot about Nessa, so I'm just going to like kind of keep going. But um, several times she says like she's a witch, like she tells Devlin that she's a witch. And then like Eris accuses her of being a witch. And I love that, especially because, like, I like to think of myself. That is probably the best part. Yeah. I like to think of myself as a witch, too. <laughs> yes. And so that's why Nesta and I, we're just soul sisters. Um, so next thing about her, her in the house, their relationship with each other is so funny to me. Like, I love it. And I love that. I can't remember who says it, but they say that she like made capital M the house, which is like crazy, but I love it. And oh, it was Amarin. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And I love that Reese ends up just like giving her the house, which I have a lot to say about Reese and Nesta, but yes, um, she, she deserved the house. I love that. It was like, we still have to have events here. The priestesses still live here, but like, this is Nesta's house. Love that for her. Um, the next thing with the mask when she comes out of the water with the mask on is like honestly one of my favorite scenes in any book of all time. I thought it was so <gasps> sick. Such a fucking good one. Yes, that is the sick. This book is filled with so many good scenes that are like yes. insane. Yeah. I know that we said that about the pink book, but this one too is like wild. Yeah. It was so hard to pick like favorite scene because of that but she really really like over she overcomes a lot of stuff but she also has more shit happen to her while she's on this like healing journey and she sort of takes it in stride to, yeah. compared to what i would be acting like 100 um, and obviously like she finally decides that she's gonna get a grip and do some like internal work and stuff but at the end of the day she like saves the world lit like literally and i know that yeah, I, I just – I know that she's not, like – there's no, like, such thing as her being perfect or whatever. Like, she's still working on it. But I am just, like, excited because I feel like she has – there's, like, something about the end where they're, like, live. Like, Nesta just live. Yeah. And she, like, wants to live at the end where I'm just, like, I literally, like, get butterflies. I'm so excited to see what she's going to do Same. with her normal life. Same. I completely agree. Like, I – because – I hate in books when, like, the main character has their powers taken away, but, like, she was still left with some. So it also leaves you hanging. Like, what's that going to look like when she's normal and not literally scary to the point that, like, the people in the prison are scared of her? I'm so happy that now she has this stuff with Cassian and they just have, like, their whole life to build and she's happy, which I – I don't believe that she'll ever stop just like 
being a bitch to people. I think that's just kind of like in her DNA. But I love that about her. I just, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I wrote that too. Like, I'm happy that she still has power, but I'm so happy that she doesn't have to carry the burden of like the power of the world. Like, she doesn't have to be this like world changing power. She can just be a normal fae with normal fae powers and yes, use them as she wants to. She doesn't have to like have all of this shit planned around her and like people expecting things of her. Um, yes. Which I feel like has never happened for her because her mom raised her and bred her to be this expectation of you're going to marry somebody wealthy. And then, you know, this cauldron thing happened. I don't know. I feel like this is her first time where she gets to figure out what the fuck she wants to do with herself. Yes. Like it's, it's all her own choices, whatever she gets to do, like with people around her who support her. And then like, there's the Valkyrie of it all with, um, Gwen and Emery and like those new friendships and she just has like her future is so bright and thank God we have more books so that we can learn about what that future is going thank to God. hold for her. Um, something else that I wanted to bring up is I completely, completely forgot that she made the weapons and she named the sword and I just want to talk about ataraxia because please come on it's so bad like why does in (laughs) fantasy why does everything need an x like you it you don't you don't need the x what is with the x and like at the end of course they're like oh it means inner peace like this Mm -hmm. is such a good thing she could have made up any other word to mean that literally that that was my biggest thing. Like, please stop. And Sarah J. Mass does such a good job with giving kind of like these crazy names that aren't like she just strung together. Um, what's the word? What's the word? Uh, syllables. Syllables. Thank you. She didn't just string together syllables in order to give us everybody else's names. But ataraxia, like, please it's it's too much. I, I hate that, especially because, like, no, at the yeah. point in time when Nesta named it, she wasn't really, like, in the, in her inner peace era. So, it, I don't know. It doesn't track era? for me. <laughs> Hell no, she wasn't. It's obviously, like, something that she was, like, you know, aiming for. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's hilarious. She was not in her inner peace era. And I do want to comment on – I do hope she continues to be a bitch to people. Like that is her charm. Yeah. What matters is like, she has an actual good heart behind that. And we know that now it's not like she's, she's not just still mad at the world for everything that happened to her, which I enjoy. Like if you're going to be a bitch, you still need to be a good person. Yeah. Um, but if you had to give Nesta an Enneagram, what would it be? Okay. Give me a second. Not two. Because she's hard nine. for me. But I know I'm not as familiarized. Definitely okay. not. Okay. Not not seven. Uh not six. Not four. So I'm working with one, three, and eight, which are the ones that I like I feel like she has all three of those. <sighs> It's difficult. I feel like... Yeah, she's a tough cookie to crack. I feel like, honestly, maybe 
eight because she is not afraid of confrontation. And also when she's like not well, like um, when Enneagram eights are like stressed, they kind of like go more inward. And that's definitely what Nesta did. Like, sure, she went out and was just like drinking and going to the bars oh, and, yeah. and having sex with people. But it was all like inward and she like likes to read and – it's very much giving uh, five vibes with that. So, and then what is eight? Eight goes to two when, oh, oh my gosh, she's totally an eight. Eight goes to two whenever they are in health, which is like the helper. So they want to like help people. And obviously she like helped Farah and loves her and wants to like be a warrior and protect people and her friends and family. So oh, I'm going to yeah. give Nesta like an Enneagram eight. Okay, that makes sense. I was stuck. I was like, she's, she definitely could be a three. She definitely could be a one, but or an eight. But I just I couldn't figure it out. But anyways, yeah, that's just here my perspective. There. I just wanted to know what you thought. Okay, that that yeah, that's just my perspective. Um, um but I'm trying to see if there's anything else I really wanted to say about Nesta. Oh, um, yes, when they're with Helian, and. <laughs> he like tells her that she's lovely or something like that. And she just looks at him and in silence and he like shifts on his feet. And then like in the book, Sarah J. Mass puts like the high Lord was uncomfortable. That's how scary Nesta is. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. She is able to belittle anyone with one glance. And Literally. I absolutely like, I would kill for that sort of power. Yeah. No. It just like someone could just like look at you and be like, I'm unworthy and I'm so sorry that I ever talked to you. 100%. There was so many like looks and glares and finger pointing, which we'll get to um, a little bit later. But it's so funny. And then I do just lastly want to talk about um, the end where she helps Feyre that part. I was so, like, not okay reading that whole scene. I don't recall no. it being that mm -mm. crazy, like, the first time I read it. But also, like, I didn't really understand what was happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, the first time I read it, I sobbed, <laughs> and I was, like, dreading having to read it again this time. Well, especially because you're, like, you could be hours from giving birth yourself. So. Oh my God. Yes. That that's definitely playing into it. I was like, I really don't want to read about the mama that's dying. That's so scary. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but that was so sweet. Like the end again, I hate when like a, a main character has to give up their power, their power is taken away. But I love that she leaves us with like the mother herself who was speaking to Nesta, which is like crazy. Grants Nesta like insane. Yeah. She grants Nesta a little bit of her power to keep. So I am excited to see how that will play out in the future. I hope that she's still like scary as fuck though. I hope so too. Cause Amryn still is and she doesn't have one drop. Exactly. So, surely. <laughs> exactly. so was there anything <laughs> else that you had for Nesta? No, that was everything I had. I, I could talk I could literally wax poetic about this Nesta, everything that she did that was so perfect and funny in this Same. book forever. But we can move on okay. to 
a just as perfect character, mm-hmm. Mr. Cassian. Yeah. My golden retriever king. I literally <laughs> love him. He's so fucking funny and sweet. And he's like the perfect op- – oh, I'm so sorry. I just slammed into my mic. He's like the perfect opposite of Nesta in a bunch of social ways. But he's the only person on whatever planet they live on that could take her in stride and not actually fucking want to kill her. Yes. And even at that, like some po- sometimes he even gets to the point of breaking, like when he tells her that everybody hates her, like wasn't like his finest moment, but yeah. but still, I feel like no, no one but, else but could handle it. She literally just jabs and pushes people to the brink. No, literally, no one else can handle that. Literally, no. I feel like truly, he is like her perfect match, and also like in like in so many ways, and especially now that she's like a trained warrior they obviously are a match in that way they balance each other with like her bitchiness and his like playfulness but also in the bedroom I feel like they're perfect matches for each other oh my god oh my god these little fucking freaks I love them um I love that for them like obviously they're they're maids we've said it for like the last Mm -hmm. two books it's very very clear but I just thought it was so crazy how he was not about to breach that topic of conversation broach breach yeah. whatever that topic with her um until she was ready to talk about it the whole book he's just like trying to make sure no one tells her oh my god even like lanthus almost tells her and and Kathy's like don't like immediately yeah. just attacks him and yeah. <laughs> but also their conversation he was like it like almost wasn't awkward because she was also like pretty well aware of what she thought was happening he's like i know that you know like stop pretending that you don't know i know that you know yes and it was sad that's really funny it was sad when she says like if i like declare that we are mates it takes away like my last shred of humanity it's like the last thing she was clinging to that really did kind of make me sad and then of course that results in yeah. Their whole separation and how she gets taken into the blood riot and all of that stuff. But when she is facing – what's his name? Emery's cousin on the mountain. And she says, my mate taught me well. And she like finally – Bilious. Bellious. Yes. Um, when she says that, I was not – okay. It was so good. I was like, finally, oh, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Yes, thank God you acknowledged it. Um, speaking of that scene, okay, well, let me first off backtrack and say the way that Cassian is so nice around her and, like, doesn't want to upset her and, like, tries to do everything he can in his power to not make her hate her life. But then he trained her so well, was like, I'm going to challenge you. I'm not going to let you skate by. You can't just be calling yourself a Valkyrie and yeah. not, like, you ha- you have to, like, do the training, do the work. And then um, she ended up fucking, like, basically sacrificing herself for her friends. And then he shows up. I was dying the first time I read this when I thought Cassian would die. Same. I was, like, not okay. I was uh, tearing up. I was, like, I I paused my reading. I was, like, I have to take a second if this is really going to happen. And then he just pops up and is like, yeah, I was going to lay low if you were going to do that. Oh, my God. Like, (laughs) he's – I would 
like no wonder she wants to rip his fucking throat out at all times like he's such a little <laughs> shit but it's so but like it's so them and i love it i just love i love that like nesta doesn't really even find it funny she almost just like brushes it off and she's like okay it, like anyway um she's not phased yeah exactly. yeah she's like oh you mean lay low while you pretend to like perform a suicide mission that caused the biggest eruption of my power of all time yes oh my god yeah, when you should probably said, continue to lay low yeah it's when it <laughs> said that like the, the books in helian's libraries rattled and like their um cottage like crumbled to the ground i was like well, what the fuck like nesta is scary like beyond she's scary yes so anyway <laughs> but i love that i love their dynamic i lo- i was also scared at the end when he stabbed himself and i forgot that like does it ever say did he actually stab himself or did he just like was it like no it's not even bloody the, the sword is not even bloody okay he just does this and falls onto it <laughs> oh my god i love him like what the fuck it makes you wonder if he even like cracked an eyeball to like try and watch her literally unmake Allen and just because he wanted to see you know i absolutely loved that because he was just like you unmade her like she ceased existing she never existed and she's like well she had it coming <laughs> oh my god how she just brushes it off like it's nothing but also like i guess if you're used to just living with that kind of power then it's it really is just no big thing yeah um okay tuesday so i love how patient he is with the girls when they're training i love that like when they mess up or like look stupid he doesn't like make them feel bad about themselves he just continues to push them it's so sweet and especially with like the priestesses because they all obviously have a lot of trauma um they feel completely comfortable around him he's just my king also when she does the scrying and she's literally like looking out from her eyes is just like purely animalistic and it's so scary um but then he is able to kind of like pull her back in and it's so hot when he's like Nesta and like just starts making out with her and that pulls her back out of the scrying, especially because it's like right there in front of everybody. I did not like that. Okay. (gasps) This is, that's probably a hot take, but like, I liked that he was able to pull her out like with his, even his voice was doing it. Mm -hmm. But it felt a little desperado that he just had to like start going to town <laughs> with this person who's like out of body, like not really. She's not really like her. He's just having to like make out with this. Right. I don't know, like empty body. I don't know. It freaked me out. But it is very, very hot. Most things about Cassian are very hot. Yes. Um, but it is very hot that he has that sort of impact on her yes i agree i mean that would pull me from any kind of like alternative state of being as well because mm, yes 
That means went also another thing whenever he like cut the ribbon (laughs) and it was just so like so casual. He just cuts the ribbon like Like I don't know. No big deal. I don't know how she didn't just like have him drop his pants right there. Like it was so good. I don't I I don't know. Like no wonder she's as now did that happen before? Oh yeah. Did that, but did that happen before they had actually had sex or no? It was after, wasn't it? I feel like it was after. I don't know. I always lose like the the series of events, but I do think that it was after. Yeah, I would have had to. I would have had to do it right then. Handle it. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. But the the crazed thing, the crazed thing of them like having sex all the time. Like, how did she, how was she trying to deny their mates? Like, the same thing happened with Feyre and Reese. Like, it's every, everyone talks about how when you have a mate, it's like this frenzy. Yes. And she's like, I don't know how I'm so frenzied. I'm like, babe, <laughs> look you inward. Don't. You don't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't. <laughs> Especially because she says that, I'm pretty sure she just says like, now it's February or she says like a month passed and this was going on. And it's like, that's kind of crazy that this was happening for that long. And she, she still would not like come around to the idea, but also like, I guess that's kind of just Nesta. Like she's just stubborn like that. So maybe so. That's just how she is. Yeah. But, but speaking of our other mates, we can move on unless you have anything else to add about um the lord of bastards i don't think it's a sick fucking title let's just say yeah yeah i agree i the only other thing i was gonna say is just like whenever their mating bond did like snap into place i thought it was so beautiful i would love to have experienced it for myself with cassian but alas here i am You need this, um, you need this book, but like the Wattpad, 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 whatever version where it's like, instead of the female character's name, it says like, your name, Oh my God. Yes. 100%. That's what I need. I wish that I could just like be, maybe that's why I'm so obsessed with Nesta because like, I wish that I could just be her. Yeah. Yeah, no, that checks out. Totally checks out. Okay, so let's move on to – Oh, one last thing I want to say about Cassian was I loved that he, like, finally pulled off the being a courtier. Courtier? Is that how you say that? Yeah, that's how I say it. That's how I say it, too. Okay, so just being part of the court and being, like, you know, like a chess piece, he finally figured out how to do it without everyone, like, talking – I mean, they're obviously still going to talk shit about him being a brute or whatever – but he mm-hmm. mastered it, and I was so proud of him. I feel like that was a big move for him because he wanted to feel like he was good at it, and he finally was, thanks to just, like, pretending to be bitchy like Nesta. Loved it. Yes. No, I love that, too. It, it was making me sad at the beginning when he's, like, just doubting himself, and he's like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not cut out for it. And then he feels like he just, like, embarrassed himself whenever he went the first time. But he figured it out. Like you said, he said he just channeled his inner – Nesta and he was able to knock it out of the park and I'm so happy for him (laughs) me too I love him okay so on to like characters that weren't really in this book as much right those were the main two like that was literally most of the book yeah 100% (laughs) um but 
we can move on to Feyre, who I love and miss mm-hmm. and just hope the best for. Absolutely. Feyre, I didn't necessarily love her in this book the first time around, but the second time, I feel like she played, she had the perfect character in this. Everything that she did for Nesta, like I understand that Nesta felt violated, like Feyre literally ripped her life away, but that was the right thing to do. Like, Farah gave her the space to try and figure it out herself. She let her just like dig herself in this hole. And then finally she was just like, no, like I'm not going to let my sister live this way anymore. I love her. She handled the situation absolutely perfectly. I felt like she handled every single thing with Nesta perfectly, um, including like whether or not they should tell her about the weapons. Farah was on her side with that. Um, Also, whenever Nesta – which like it made my skin crawl whenever Nesta told Feyre about the baby, which I'm at the same time, I'm glad that Nesta told her about it because she deserved to know. But then Feyre was like not upset with her at all because Feyre deserved to know. I just felt like she handled every single thing perfectly. I agree. I was totally on Nesta's side. Like I was just (laughs) happy. She's just like my fucking level-headed queen. Like nothing can Mm – actually phase her yeah everyone expected her to be so mad at nesta for telling her and she's like no i sh- i feel like i should be allowed to know that and <laughs> nesta was trying to stand up for me in that yes. moment you know yes i agree i feel like well i never really had the experience of not liking Vera, but i do get the overall sense that like that's obviously where nesta is coming from like she mm-hmm. doesn't like really like Vera that much and we don't really know why and you know whatever she's obviously upset about having to get um thrown into <laughs> the house of wind yes but i was never mad at her because it is very clear that nesta needed some sort of intervention and so i liked i just like that Feyre is like the voice of reason still um I would have liked to have more of her, but Nesta wasn't ready, I don't think, for that. So we had to give her a little space, and that's okay. Um, The bonus chapter, I feel like, was a waste of time, kind of. Yeah. um, it wasn't like at the end of the book, after the baby's here, where, like, everything is, like, hunky-dory. It's more, like, in the middle – I was happy to see the naming of the the baby. I hate the name Nyx, but I I wanted to see why they named it that. So I liked that part of it. But really, it just should have, it was just like targeted to people who wanted like more recent Vera sex. And I'm like, I just don't care. Yeah, no, I completely, I completely agree. (laughs) To search for that on Google. Yes, I completely agree. And also the way that Vera was talking was not Vera. It was Nesta. Like she, she said the word cock. And she said, like, fucking me up against oh the wall. God. And wh- that's not Feyre. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally, I was reading it and I exited out of it and pulled up a new link because I thought someone had, like, <laughs> made it up. Because I was like, Feyre doesn't 100%. This shit. It just, it wasn't great. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't love it. Um, I still love her. Of course. But... I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I didn't need that. But again, the rest of her in the actual book, 
I very much enjoyed. Yeah, I I felt oh, the I same way. I love that she painted Nesta. That part was so sweet. Oh my god, especially because Nesta like had noticed that there weren't any paintings of her, which I don't think that Farah was not painting her intention. Like I think it was very much in a courteous way. I think she was either yes. So uh, it was so 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 sweet. I just feel like Farah truly like I love actually. I said this last time, but the first time around, I did not love the pregnancy thing, but I actually like love it on Farah. Like you said, she's so level-headed. She did not not make any like emotional decisions this time around. She just was perfect. The, the only thing, and this is not Farah's fault, this is a Sarah J. Mass thing. I am with the TikTok girlies for once in regards to why is it that Cassian can have his whole guts hanging out of him and they can heal him. He's 100% back to normal, but they can't perform a C-section and the mother live. Like, make it make sense. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I cannot figure out that. I mean, obviously, there's like limitations in the medical field in this book <laughs> right. because it's like not it's like not modern right. right but I don't understand I genuinely don't like how could this be so fatal yeah I don't I don't get it like they can have life ending wounds but like the baby's wings cutting her vagina coming out I, I, you know it just it's a plot hole and it is what it is. I'm willing to look past it, but like it, it actually doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's, you know, it's just one of those things. She just wanted a reason to put somebody at risk mm -hmm. and Nesta come save the day, which I was happy with. That's fine. I like that part of the plot. Yeah. I don't understand why it had to be the baby in a C-section or whatever, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy. I agree. Um, the only last thing, this is not even about Feyre, but I completely missed the last go round that at Starfall, I guess Callius and Vivian are there and Vivian is also pregnant. So I don't know. I feel like she. Oh my God. That took me. Yeah. I feel like she threw that in there. Maybe that'll come back around at a later date. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, congrats she to the happy couple. She always into the Starfall parties and then never brings it back up. 100%. Congrats to Vivian and Callias. <laughs> We're so happy for y'all. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that do, was all that I do really had for Feyre. I just... Yes. So um, okay, perfect. I'll go first. <laughs> so... Okay. The first part of this book, I was not vibing with Reese. I did not like him talking badly to Nesta. And please understand that, like, I'm well aware that I'm wrong in this opinion. It's just, like, don't talk to Nesta that way. Feyre can talk to Nesta however she wants to talk to her. Reese needs to back down. Yes, it's Reese's money that she went and blew, and he has a right to be mad, but he doesn't have a right to yell at her. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, he does. Um, because <laughs> literally, no one else in her life is yelling at her. That's his whole problem. Is that it's honestly her whole problem is that everyone's just letting mm -hmm. her do whatever the fuck that she wants to do. 
him and Feyre have probably had this conversation 20 times. He's probably so just like exhausted of having it. Yes. And Nesta's not going to listen to him anyways, but he deserves to be able to let out his emotions regarding this thing because it's it's literally hurting Feyre that this is yes. happening. It's not about the money. He doesn't probably even give one fuck about the $500 that she spent on whiskey or whatever. But it's the fact that she's drowning herself mm-hmm. and killing herself over just, just like all this shit. And no one said anything to her. So the fact that he erupts, I am fine with. But in the same like in the same way that I hate. I hated hearing Nesta's like negative opinions of Pharaoh, like in her thoughts. I loved hearing her negative opinions about Reese. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, and I can't really even explain why. It's it's almost like she she just like has a vendetta against him, but it like kind of doesn't make any sense. She's just like someone that he I mean, he's just like no. someone that she hates. <laughs> yeah, and she, I love it because she's like <laughs> So at one point she's like, I don't want to hear about Farah's special journey or Reese's special journey. Like she just like belittles them so much and it's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, like, like I totally understand where you're coming from. Like as a Nesta stand, like don't yell at yeah. her. That's fine. However, I think that he was justified. But again, like this book is about Nessa, so I still want to hear how she really feels about it. It was so fucking funny. Yeah, I agree. But then obviously at the end, they love each other. So, oh, the ending. So it's like it is the best breath of fresh air. Like, I feel like this has finally come to an end and they finally have made amends. It is truly like the best feeling. Like you're right. Every single thing that you said is right. And I'm aware that I'm wrong, but you know, that that's just how I feel. So um, the other thing about Reese, other than the beginning and the end, is that I don't like the high king conversation. And just hear me out for a second mm-hmm. because the reason that I hate it is because I like the makeup of having like Tarquin and Helion and Callius. I like them being in like similar ranks of power as Reese, but like Reese just like being the best one of all of them. I do believe that if Sarah J Mass created a, um, a stance that, led me to further or better understand why this is needed to like unite the people and everybody be like ruled under one king. I think that I could be swayed. It's just like, as it stands, like I want Helion to continue to be a high Lord. I just, that's just how I feel about it. (laughs) So I feel the exact same way. I actually put this in my paragraph for Amarin. I didn't see that you put it in here. So I hate that idea. Okay. I do not think that, I think it was presented in a way to make the reader not want it, though, because oh, because Reese is like, so against it's it. It's not that he just right because Reese is so against it, and Feyre is against it, or she's just like whatever Reese wants, I want. <laughs> yeah, but like it's not like oh you're so powerful you should be in charge. It's like oh now you have these weapons that mm-hmm. were created. And it's like well he didn't make those, Nesta did. You're not going to yeah. use Nesta's power to further your agenda. I don't like that idea, and I don't think that he. 
I think he's obviously in our same boat. Like there's no reason for him to unite, quote unquote, try to unite the continent whenever it's all it's going to do is cause an uprising. No one wants there to be one ruler. Especially because they – I don't think that that's like a hot – take okay good especially because they say that like before that would happen there would be like a huge war amongst the courts which i know that they say like some of the high lords would probably bow if you asked them to like but i but would they i don't know i just it doesn't feel like it would work out as yeah but those are yeah it still puts their friendships out or they're like yes yeah friendships for some of them but like mostly just like they're political relationships at risk because yes okay you're bowing but now there's this sort of like kind of beef between us now even though you know like i don't know yeah i agree i don't resentment maybe from yeah i'm not loving the the high king um conversation and i it feels like it's going to come up again later i don't want it to but like she's going to have to tie up that loose end at some point i guess but the only other thing that i had for re- oh wait sorry i have two more things well not really the end when he is literally screaming and trying to get to pharaoh when she's like dying and cassian and azriel are, are trying to hold him back like I, I was sobbing. I wasn't okay. Like I can only imagine what he was going through at that point in time. And then, or she says like his power was just like shooting out everywhere, just trying to fix Pharaoh or, or fix the situation. It was so scary. And him and Nesta hugging at the end. And she even says like my brother, Oh, I'm, I'm about to like start getting choked up talking about it now. It was so good. It was so good. That's the best scene. But again, like I was scared to reread it because it was so emotional the whole time. Oh, I love him. I I love him and Nesta hugging it out. I love him buying her all the gifts afterward. Because like literally she saved their lives. She saved all three of their lives and the future of the night court and Prithian as a whole. Like we owe her everything. Of course she deserved gifts. But I'm just happy that they're on good terms. Yes, me too. I love that part. Um, sorry, I was just like reading what we had next, and I thought we had Azrael next, but we do not. Not bad. But we could jump to him if you wanted. We can, yeah, we can move to Azrael, but which I have the perfect segue. Reese intervening in the Azrael Elaine situation and telling him, like, don't let me catch you doing this again. My king i would literally like i'm obsessed with reese for that and that alone oh my god that bonus chapter is so fucking disgusting (laughs) i'm so with you like reese needed to intervene so bad i was so happy but let me tell you how i whenever i originally read it i thought it was like at the end of the first book after starfall yeah kind of but it's not it's after solstice it's after solstice so there is a plot hole we have yet to see going in the necklace. Cause that was like half, not, well, not halfway through the book, but that was not, it was not like super late in the book. So why is Gwen not wearing the necklace? I'm ready for that. Like evolution of, Gwen and Elaine figuring out that this is – they were regifted the same necklace. Oh, my God. Um, I cannot believe 
I never realized that. that either. Like, wait, okay, let's think about this. Solstice, it was, okay, solstice was the day before, no, it had been five days since Nesta saw Cassian after solstice. And that's when they like got in the fight and they went to the blood rite. So Gwen would have gotten the necklace sometime between then as long as Clotho gave it to her, which we don't know what happened with that. But like we're missing part of the story. Yeah. I mean, she would have had the necklace on like in the blood rite at this point. Like she wears the necklace. Oh my gosh. Anyway, that is just, you know to be seen but yeah like let's go ahead and move on to Azrael because him in this bonus chapter pissed me the fuck off same um what do you like what do you mean you just think that you deserve to have the other sister because the other two are with your brothers yeah that part what do you mean that part broke my heart for him because like I felt like he felt sad especially because he's had a tough go at it like with the more of it all and waiting so long but like that it doesn't like really work that way and like you you literally know that Elaine is not your mate so leave it alone yes you know that she has another mate and it's giving kind of incel like you're not showing up to dinners with everyone because you can't stand to look at her Uh you don't want to be around her because you like her so much Mm -hmm. it's giving creep and you also (laughs) like you're like you're telling me that you haven't even like spoken to more about how you feel about her in 500 years Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden this mute (laughs) fey girl who used to be human waltzes in to the house of wind and you are so obsessed with her like you're true love and after true love and like you yeah. haven't even moved on from the first problem <laughs> and you're latching on to this girl who you know has a mate what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> okay i feel like that's all that we needed to say you've read this man to absolute <laughs> filth and he deserved every bit of it oh <laughs> uh. I I just, I can't. And like, I just want to say though, like at the end, whenever his like shadows are like responding to Gwen and they're like getting along, that makes sense. They have been training together. Mm -hmm. He was awesome with training all the priestesses and being like, I love seeing that part of him. I felt like he was finally getting a little bit of a personality in this book, Mm -hmm. which I had been waiting on. Um, And I just, yeah, I don't. I feel like the next book is going to be him and Elaine, like dual POV. Um, in my ideal world, <laughs> very separate dual POVs. Yes. Like not. Yes. <laughs> like almost thrown of glass, like different parts of the world yeah. POV. Yes. But um, I don't know. I just, I feel like his, he finally got a personality. He finally like made this headway only to be dragged backward by the – the surprise or whatever chapter at the end. Yeah. Um, also, what the fuck does he, he means he can sing? Okay, let's talk about that because, babe, you barely speak. 
So when, at what point in time, like he lit, what, he's up in the skies singing by himself because you know, ain't nobody heard <laughs> this man sing and he doesn't ever live by himself. You barely even speak. <laughs> and you sing. I don't know. I'm, I'm not completely buying it. Uh, but I'm not buying it either. It feels like a plot. Oh, I agree. Shadow Singer is obviously like Shadow Daddy. Like right. he like is one with the shadows. He right. speaks to the shadows. Right. I don't like that it has a literal translation. No, I don't like it either. In any way. And also because with the singing. Gwen sings and I don't want to get too it's a little too on the Yes, nose. I don't want to get too in the weeds with it. Like with the whole singing thing. I love that like that we're finally at the last book of the series so that we can now speculate and not give anything away with like what's to come. Because obviously yeah, that's true. Azriel and Gwen are mates. Otherwise, why would his shadows be singing to him? Like I feel like that's first. Uh, yeah. That's clue number one. Uh-huh. And I cannot freaking wait. I also think that the next book will be Azriel, I think it'll be like mostly focused on Azriel and Gwen. Obviously, Elaine is going to be like a big part of that story. And I think that will be then setting her up for her own book with Lucian and how they kind of like come together. But Azriel, um, that little piece of shit, like for almost kissing Elaine. I'm mad, and I honestly, oh my God. I'm so glad that this is coming to a close because, like, I can't talk about it. Anymore. I cannot talk about these two and whatever the fuck is going on between them anymore. Like, I'm exhausted. Same, me too. I want this is what I would love for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Is Gwen and him are still training together every day, so they're getting closer and closer. Okay, Elaine decides that her and Nesta are friends, so she comes up to visit training one day and Gwen's fucking wearing the necklace and everything between Elaine and Azrael goes to shit and she has to then find comfort in um, the person that was literally made to comfort her. Okay. So that's what I want. That's what I want. And I don't, I don't care if we have to pit two girls against each other. Like I just don't. No, I don't care either. I don't care either. I love your theory. That's totally what's going to happen. Like something's going to come down to the necklace and you know that it's going to be like Azriel was going to tell somebody in time or like was going to tell somebody, but then like the time came too quickly and they found out about it. And you're so right. I'm so glad that you figured out that there is like a time gap between when he gave over the necklace to like, we don't know, we don't ever see Gwen with it. There's no mention of it. Nessa would have surely brought it up if she would have like seen Gwen wearing the necklace. I cannot freaking wait for that. I hope that that's what's to come. Um, The last thing that I have to say in regards to Asriel is that he says he lost the snowball fight and who won? That's what I want to know. I will say it feels like Cassian's year. I agree. Like, 
he totally deserves that win. Yeah. He hasn't won in a while, right? Yeah, that was like Wasn't it the said thing. That in the other one he hadn't won in a while. He said that like if I don't win this year, like I'll never hear the end of it. And like he had just had like the mating thing with Nessa, so like surely he had the power this year. And Reese was like distracted because you know pharaoh has got all of this stuff going on. Surely this was Cassian's year, yeah. but I, I guess we'll have to wait to find out. I really hope so. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's funny. I can't believe she never told us. That's hilarious. I know. Um, so with with us talking about the bonus chapter, would you rather move on to Gwen or would you rather move on to Elaine? Okay. Elaine. Let's, maybe okay. let's stick with Elaine and um, get her ass out of the way. So which – okay. <laughs> okay. Finally – Finally, we see some kind of backbone, some kind of personality. It could not have come at a better time. Uh, Nesta ate her up when she says, what does she say? Um, <laughs> I wrote it down. You're finally going to be interesting. Oh, yes. It, and and honestly, then in the bonus scene, Reese kind of like backs her up and he's like, I mean, like, she's not wrong. <laughs> she wasn't wrong. So I love that. He's like, I think she's nice, but she could use a little genocide. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, so funny. But when they like, when Nessa shows up to Solstice, I can't even remember. Oh, Elaine is like, don't like do anything to upset Feyre. And Nessa's like, oh, fuck you. And Elaine starts laughing. I was like, could me and Elaine get along no seriously that was my favorite part of elaine this whole yeah. book because i was like wow she's able to acknowledge that that's a normal yeah. sister comment and that she was kind of out of line to like insinuate yeah. that she would ever ruin vera's birthday well not ever but like would this year again ruin yeah. birthday? <laughs> um I literally loved that scene. And then she just like grabbed her arm and was like, okay, let's just go, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to having like normal sister bonds. And the next one, I feel like most of their beef has been sort of hashed out. Yeah, with the whole nest of, of it all. Yeah. Right. I think Elaine still has some like inner work to do, however. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that hers is like as a dire. It's more just like – um talk yes speak interact yes absolutely and but you know what one thing about elaine that i'm very curious about is her relationship with sarah dwin and nuala because like i kind of want in on that i just want to like know what they're doing day to day what do they talk about yeah what are the twins up to yeah so i will be curious to get more information about what they're doing day to day and and figure out their relationship because obviously Feyre has her found family. Nesta has her girlies that she's training with. And Elaine obviously needs her own friends, which she already has. So that will kind of be nice. I, again, like we've got to get to the bottom of this Asriel and Elaine thing, not even like them combined, but just them as individuals. Like who are they? What are their personalities? And I'm hoping that we'll get that soon. I did hate how when Nesta and Cassian go to meet Eris in the spring court and Nesta like takes a look around and she's like, Elaine was made for this place. I feel like it is insinuating that Elaine is going to end up in the spring court with Lucian. And I hate that. Like I want them to be night court girls really bad, but I fear that I will not get what I want in that regard. 
You're not going to get what you want. She doesn't even look good in black. Everyone kept talking about oh my how God, bad you're she so looked in black. Right. You're so right. <laughs> I forgot that Cassie was like, the bitch is washed out. Like, that is just not her color. <laughs> like, babe, you got to change. We got to change. No, like, I think that with her being a gardener and, like, the flowers mm-hmm. on the the thing, whatever, her drawer in the house, it does – it's. It makes sense that she's going to end up in the spring court. Yeah. And then the Lucian of it all, like, obviously, he's not going to go back to the autumn court even whenever Ares yeah. is in charge. So I think that is in your future, sadly. But yeah, I think some distance could do Elaine good. I can, you know what? You're so right. And she can just like live in her fairy tale world. And that'll be great. I mean, it's not like I'm going to miss the bitch. It's just like for Feyre and Nesta's sake, I want them to have their sister yeah. because they obviously the care sisters, about her. Yeah. So yeah, I really don't have much else to say about Elaine. Um yet again. Mm-hmm. No one's surprised. Me either. Yeah, again, not really giving, not really serving, but she did she did have some good lines in this one and she did offer to help look for the shit and yeah you know be a seer again and all that so i'm gonna yes. give her some brownie points for like at least being involved in this one yes um hundred percent yeah so that's pretty much all i had to say about her now on to Azrael's real mate gwen mm-hmm. um i forgot to even write anything down for her in this google doc but i don't even need to i love gwen like same she is so perfect to me um, the fact that she like isn't does not even like kind of bucket Nesta a little bit whenever she first meets her. And Nesta's yes. like, I don't, I talk to people however I want. She's like, Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, you do. <laughs> like, I just loved that little bit. Um, Same. She's like, I literally work with a monster. Like, you nothing you can do will phase me. Literally, um, literally. She's like, I deal with this I shit every that. single day. So, like, be as mean to me as you want. But the thing about Gwen is, like, she can cut it. And at the same time, she almost gives some Elaine vibes in the sense of, like, she's almost whimsical. Like, whenever they had the little sleepover and she's like, what all can the house do? Like, I feel like she's really sweet. She has, like, a very, very tragic backstory. And I was so sad reading it. Like, she was just trying to save the children and then was raped. And Asriel, her king, had to come rescue her. That made me nauseous. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Azrael came to save her. Yeah. And exactly. And I, I have a feeling it won't be the last time. And I can't wait. Like, I, I can't wait for him to continue to rescue her for the rest of their lives. <laughs> exact same. Um, I do agree that she's like whimsical. She's like sheltered because she lives in, she's a priest where she lives with all the priestesses. Mm-hmm. And then before that, she was still an acolyte. So there's not like she's done a lot with her life. But yes. I think a lot of the fan art gets her totally wrong. Like everyone has her with this bright ass red hair, but it's co- it's supposed to be coppery brown. Yeah. Every time I say coppery, yeah, it's like it's like reddish brown, and she's supposed to have these big ass eyeballs, which mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. Same. That she's like, what what was she? She's part part. Is it water? water a water wraith? Is that what it was? I think it. I think it was. It was something. Yes, um, but I love that. Anyway, I feel I, like she I is. Love that. Yes, I feel like she's gorgeous. Like, I love a redhead. And 
Another thing about Gwen is that a lot of people speculate that she is Lucian's daughter because her mom like participated in the Great Right and um, it was with an autumn court. Oh, yeah. Guy, and it was during Amarantha's reign because Gwen is only 28 years old. So the math would be mathin, but I don't know. I don't oh, love it. Does, it like, do be. I don't love the thought of like being amongst peers with your parent, even though I guess like Helian and Lucian are, and it's not really that strange, but still like, I don't, I don't love that in general, but yeah, but have they, have we discussed like with Helian and Lucian that Mm -hmm. they are (laughs) related? Like, is that, yeah. So I don't know if like once it's, once the topic has been addressed, then what? Like, then that's whenever it gets kind of freaking weird. Right. Yeah. Things could get hairy. I did see that theory. And I actually, yeah, I actually think that that's like a really good theory. People are have so much time on their hands. I'm so happy for them. (laughs) Um, And for me that I get to hear this stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I love that she's like obsessed with becoming the Valkyrie. Yes. The new age Valkyries. And she like kind of sets that into motion. Um, And the way that she's obsessed with the string, the ribbon or whatever oh cracked me up because she was like, she was obviously good at training at the beginning, whatever, because she had done like the dances or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she was very in tune with her body. So of course she's like, the one that's like, oh my god, I'll have to be first to cut yes. this ribbon. Like she's so obsessed. Yes. Oh my gosh. She's so cute. I love her. And okay, so I have like a two-part response when Azriel like goes up to the roof and she's like practicing or whatever. Um oh shit. Sorry. Um I love just like that they could have like banter with each other. In the bonus chapter? Yes. Yes, sorry. Um, and he like comes up there and he's like, I forgot something. And she's like at two o'clock in the morning. It's just so funny that yes. they just have like that. They're already friendly because they've already been training. Yes. Together. And so, and I feel like Azriel needs that. Like, you know, everybody needs their balance. And so, because he's so like reserved, yeah. the fact that she can kind of like draw him out, that's great. The second part is with like the Valkyrie and stuff. Um, I loved that she wrote them into Meryl's book that she's putting together. Like, that's so sick. They're going to be like part of history I love literally that. but then also yeah do you feel like there was like a bit too much um information about Meryl in the sense that like she feels like she's more relevant than we're initially led to believe that she's going to be like I felt like we got she was just too much of a focus like we literally got a full background on her and then she played like a small role in the book I just feel like she's going to come into play later yeah, I wonder if in the Azrael book, whenever Gwen's like more a part of it, okay. I wonder if that's whenever she'll come yeah. into play. Because I felt the same way. It was like the whole beginning, it was like all about Meryl. Mm-hmm. And then Homegirl just like did up. We did not hear from her. Yeah. But I guess it's because we kind of stopped hearing about Nesta even being in the library in general. Yeah, okay. That's a very good point. It does just kind of like fade away. At a certain point. But yeah, I like that theory that like because we're going to get more Gwen and that's her job, we'll probably get more Meryl. 
Love that. You're so smart. You always are able to just like connect these dots. Thank you. I'm just, I love being a critical thinker. Thank you so much. Um, you want to move on to our next Valkyrie, yes, Miss Emery? Absolutely. Yeah. What were your thoughts on Emery? Um, literally, the first time I read this book, she was my favorite, like new character. Yeah. I mean, obviously not my favorite of all, but she, out of like the newer characters, she was my favorite. She deserved to win the blood right more than anyone else 100%. to me. And I was so happy that Nesta let her just go up there and do it because she needed to prove it to herself and to every other fucking Illyrian piece of shit in that yeah. Windhaven town that she can do yeah. it. Um, uh, her backstory is so sad, but she like does not let it affect her. Like she was just like, Oh, Bellius, you're coming in here drunk and being a dick. Like, please take yourself. Like, see Oh my God. Out. Please. I love that she <laughs> doesn't care about it. Like she has a, a hard backstory, but she's kind of just like, yeah, fuck them. Like fuck my dad. Fuck my family. I was glad yeah. when he died. It, I feel like she has a, a tough story, but maybe it doesn't necessarily like affect her as much as other people's past. Like I, I kind of just feel like she's just like, yeah, the facts are the facts. But you know, Nesta's like, what? what's going on with you that you're not <laughs> fucked up from <laughs> hundred percent but I absolutely hate her family it was so sweet when they like get to the pass of Analias and she says um I'm standing where none of my ancestors have stood before and it's like that is your right she deserved oh my god I love every that. bit of it like they they go and they win she touches the stone she's like one of I, I can't even remember the number of people who have ever touched the stone but I just love her. Oh my god, it was like it was like twelve or yeah, something. Yeah, it was crazy, and I'm so happy for them. I'm glad that she and Gwen were able to make it up, even though like I am a little bit bitter that Nesta didn't make it. But like, let's be real, Nesta's uh, journey through the blood rite was far more impressive by the end of it. So it is what it is, right? And it wasn't even. Nesta was not a type person, the type person who like needed to win that. No, because she could have. She ended it like at the end with her power. Literally, like she's terrifying. Yeah, hundred percent. So, and they also say at the end, like, I think I don't, the other two girls needed it more. Totally, but they even say at the end, like I don't care about this title that's like named after the stars. Like I just want to be a, a Valkyrie, and I feel like that's fitting. Also, when they're like about to cross over the bridge to get to like the mountain and they're running and they kill off like those six guys and they just kind of like look around they're all dead and they look around and um emory says valkyrie it's so sick they're like yeah we did it (laughs) (laughs) i love that part and then they were they were so smart working together Mm -hmm. i did feel like how did they not waste more time going to find each other because it wasn't like a couple days and they still were like the very first ones up to yes to the bridge so it wasn't I wasn't sure about like the reality of that, but yeah, um, it's a fiction book, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, 100%. Um, my question, <laughs> my question about them winning the blood right and touching the stone. They said it winnowed them out and it healed all their wounds. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Emery's wings are going to work now, oh. or if it only healed the new wounds, like from the right, like from the blood right okay 
Because good Cassian question. was saying like a really good healer could heal those. And she was like, eh, like I'm not really worried about it. Like whatever. But I still huh. feel like there needs to be flying in her future. I completely agree with you. And I hope for her sake that there is. But that's a really good question. I, did, I always just assumed that it was like just like the wounds that they um, received during the blood rot. Like her ankle wasn't sprained anymore, whatever it was. And Gwen's leg would have been fine. That's what I took from it. But that's like a really good thought. And like you honestly never yeah. know. I mean, anything can happen in these books and with their magic. Yeah. So, and she probably wouldn't have noticed right away anyway. It's not like she would have just like told her. Yeah. Yeah, no, because she's not used to having her wings, so it's not like she would have just been... She never uses them. Yeah. Yeah, she would have been aware. Yeah, that's a really good question. The only other thing that I have to say about Emery is that I want her and Moore together. She already thinks that Moore is a stunningly beautiful woman. And so I desperately want them to be together. Final lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, me too. I I have to have them. I think a lot of people speculate that just because of that one sentence, but it could not be more perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Now, is Adriel going to be pissed? Who knows? Because he's too busy juggling his other two bitches. But um, it will be an interesting development if it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to that. I know that there's a um, – novella that's like set to be released from this series and i'm hoping because and i know that you as a more bitch can attest like more kind of deserves her own journey so i'll be slightly disappointed if she is the novella but like i feel like that's where we're headed with this like she wasn't really even in this book i missed her so much y'all we we don't even have her as a character on here because like she didn't do anything but I do miss her dearly and I am ready to like hear what is going to go on with her because she is going to have a lot to talk about like with going to Valhan. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- she's going to have to have a run in with Eris. I already know that yes. it's going to be soon. Yes. And then the Emery thing, like I don't think it needs to be a huge plot, like a whole book or anything, but I do need yeah. to know what the fuck is going on. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I miss more in this book too. But speaking of Eris, do you want to go ahead and and move on to him? Yeah, I still love him. (laughs) Like, I was so happy when the part of him being like a traitor and working with Breland Mm. was actually just the crown and not really him being a traitor. Because I was just like so invested in him being on the right side. And I know that he's a dick to Cassian, but it's literally so fucking funny. Yeah. And he was just born in the court. Like he know, like he knows how to play the games. Mm-hmm. He knows how to like say the right thing. And I am very, very drawn to him. Same. I did find it interesting that he was so enamored with Nesta and didn't kind of sniff that one out. Um, yeah. But for Nesta, I liked it because I was like, yeah, like no one, no one can like <laughs> turn her away after she dances them three times, you know, like he has to propose. <laughs> but it just didn't, for me, I feel like his character is a little bit too smart for that. But he did say that there was like another, re- like yes. more reasons why he was interested in it. So, yes, that's kind of, that's what I put too. Like, 
It's so funny that it comes off that he only wants Nesta as his bride because of like she can dance. But then he later says like, I have my reasons and I need to know the reasons. Um, I still, I'm in the same boat. Like, do you mean? Yeah. I'm still inclined to like him. I still very much want to know what happened with more. I, I love that he's like respectful enough that he won't speak about it to anyone but more. I just he's right. Like if if he's gonna tell the story of what really happened, it needs to that. be to her. Yeah. And but he he already says like multiple times, she knows what happened. Like she's just not telling you guys like mm-hmm. what the whole truth or whatever. So I think like he needs to talk to her and figure out like, what was your perception of events? Because I thought it seems like he's under the impression that he did the right thing and she is not. And so I think they just need to hash that out real quick. Yeah, I agree. I think that what he says, like she know, like she doesn't want to admit it to herself or or to Yar. I don't know, but I think you're right. Like I think that they just need to have a conversation and and get on the same page about like what he did versus mm-hmm. what intentions were versus what she thought happened. So anyway, yeah, same as you. I was so glad that um, he just like was under the crown's thrall and he didn't. He wasn't actually a traitor, but I don't fully understand the dagger like why Reese gave it to him in the first place because I don't think we ever were in the know that they thought that it would defend against the crown and like it didn't and they have it back now like I was confused I definitely thought it was gonna help and Eris was gonna be like oh yeah just like pretended to be Mm -hmm. you know on her side to like whatever like you know I thought he was gonna have some ulterior motive but no, it just didn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I don't fucking know. Yeah, that was a little bit confusing. But I'm assuming that they just gave it to him for like the alliance of it all because yeah. they knew that they couldn't just give Nesta to him. So Yeah, they had to give him something. Oh. Yeah, that was a little bit confusing. Um, also, it was really weird that he was like, okay, well, what do you guys think about my proposal? And Reese was like, uh it's up to Nesta. Like we can't just like give her to you just because you asked. (laughs) Especially because like Eris is like with the times. So why would he think that that was just like a a thing? So funny. And then whenever Nesta like um, denies him when they're like at the spring court and she points at him and he's like, don't point that finger at me, which, and she's like, I'm glad you remember what happened the last time I pointed at somebody. That is so fucking funny. I was dying because, again, like, I just love the witchiness of it all. And she just leans into it. Mm -hmm. But her obsession with pointing at people, I think, predates her power. And so, which obviously, because she did it before she went in the cauldron. Yeah. So, like, I think it's just, like, part of her attitude. And it's so fucking (laughs) funny because she does it to Amron, too. And it's like... (laughs) You can't do that now because you already fucking ripped a guy's head off. Literally. After you pointed at him and made him like a death promise. Literally. So you can't just be putting that finger out all willy-nilly at people. Yes. Like, it means something. It's so funny. Like she, try- she tries to point at Amron and Amron like sidesteps out of the way. She's like, you <laughs> like don't put that on me. We're not doing that. She's like, you think I would do that to you? She's like. Girl, I don't think you know what you're doing. Oh, my God. That's – okay. Should we just move on to Amarin? 
Yeah. Okay. That's all I had to say about Aaron. Okay. Anyway. So Amran is like, well, Amran like votes against telling Nesta about the sword. And she's like, you're like not, you can't be like trusted with the power that you have. And it's like, she's so right. It's like, I hate what's going on with Amran and Nesta. But at the same time, if I was Amran, I would be literally in the exact same boat. Like Amran did not do anything wrong to her. And Nesta's just being a bitch. And Amran has every right to like be so standoffish and be a bitch right back to her. Like Nesta fully deserves it. But I am very much hoping that their friendship can get back on track and they can kind of smooth things over. Yeah, I'm hoping that, I'm really hoping that too, because the way that the bonus chapter should have been word for word what happened on their fight on the boat or whatever, barge, boat, whatever that party yes. they were at, when they had the biggest falling mm-hmm. out. Why don't we have the manuscript from that? Because yeah. I need to know what was said, what was – I mean, I understand that she, like, took Vera aside or whatever. Yeah. But I really need to know what was said <laughs> for this yeah, to be this big I know. deal. I don't – yeah, I don't know how I feel about Amran voting against telling Nesta about the swords. What I do know is that Amran is usually – very level-headed and, like, right about things. Yeah. But I don't like it. Like, I think if this was – even if it wasn't, like, my best friend or something, I would still want – like, I just – I feel like it's, like, there's no humanity in that decision. Yeah. Well, she's not allowed to know because she's – she can't handle it. Like, how are you to decide who – what I can handle? Yeah. No. You know? But she's probably just scared that she would use the power to fucking end her life. Totally. And it could just be that Aaron, like, has a full understanding of – what Nessa's power was capable of, which was obviously extremely scary and potentially like tragic to the entire realm. But I mean, obviously they should have told Nesta about it and Amron was wrong. Um, But I do, I I think that Amron had every right to be pissed off at her because Nesta had no right to be pissed off at Amron for just wanting to help but I can't even be mad about that because it led to the funniest fucking scene in the world where she just decides that she's going to march down 10,000 steps that she's never marched down before <gasps> to go yes. confront her while she's literally fucking Varian. Yes. That was so, funny. so fucking funny. <laughs> like, I agree. I love that. You, and Varian. All of a sudden. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, all of a sudden, like, you just have the wherewithal to march down them over some, like, petty drama. It wasn't even oh my God. anything that crazy. She was like, you voted against me. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And I love that Varian, like, throws up, like, the wall of water, like, around Amran because Nessa is scary. Yep. Like, like you said, it was such a small she's thing. She's psychotic. But, like, who knows? Yes, exactly. Like you never know no, what she's going to end up really with. don't know. <laughs> so uh, funny. That's why Amber doesn't trust her because she's like, she will go off the rails in two seconds and no one will be able yeah. to stop her because she is the most powerful being now on this planet. Yes. It's not really safe. Yes, 100%. So did you have anything else for Amber? I just really didn't like about the High King thing. Yes, um, I agree, which... Yeah, we've already talked about that. So let's move on. We really got out of order on our 
characters, but you know, sometimes, sometimes we just be talking and we can't really, um, yeah, we got to go with the flow yes, here. Exactly. You know? So I think, so I think we just have like one, one slash two. Yeah. More, right? Yeah. So let's move on to Briellen slash Koshi. Speaking of powerful beings, he is scary. Um, especially yes. like being the, the brother of the, bone carver and the weaver like who even knows our only like saving grace is that he is um chained to this lake so i i don't look forward to seeing what he can unleash upon everyone no i'm not looking forward he's like looming in the background for me right now like because i just finished today (laughs) and so i'm like worried about him like all day um that's all I've been thinking about. Like, what the fuck is he going to be doing in the back, like in the, the um, downtime? But I don't like exactly know what his plan is. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. it was very clear. Like, what him and Breland wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Unless I just know aware. that. I, I just like feel like they. I just know that they needed to find the cauldron because whatever he wants to do, he needs the cauldron for. And the only way that she could track the cauldron was to find the the trove because she did not have the ability herself to track the cauldron, but the trove could yeah. track the cauldron. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure he just wants to okay. get free of the lake. And so – or the who lake. even knows what else? Maybe he and wants to be take over the, the world, um, like terror. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. I think that's kind of like his mo. But I'm gonna just be like dead honest. If I was her, I probably would have been doing the same shit. Because if I went into that cauldron thinking thinking that I was gonna come out beautiful and <laughs> live forever, and I came out like a disgusting crone, I probably would be, number one, trying to reverse it, and number two, seeking vengeance on the bitch who allow- who caused me to not be able to live out that dream for myself. So I can't like really fault her for hunting Nesta down. The thing is, is it really Nesta's fault? Like sh- the, the bitch wanted to go mm-hmm. in the cauldron. And she thought she could handle it. Mm-hmm. And there's this saying that one of my friends, actually it was Sila, which is, uh, I don't think I told you earlier or told everyone on the podcast earlier. <laughs> I had to go to brunch earlier today. Um, and with one of my friends from high school, her name is Sila. And she had this saying in high school. <laughs> oh God, I'm nervous. <laughs> and it's so stupid. It's, it's so stupid, but we say it. I probably say it once a week. But... There's those girls that just like think that they're bad bitches, right? And they're not. And what she would just say is, you got to be bad to be bad. So true. And Breelin Breelin literally thought she Mm -hmm. was, but you got to be bad to be bad. Like Nesta was like, don't put me in this motherfucking cauldron. If you do, you will find out what happens. And that's exactly what happened. Breland was like, please put me in it. I really have this this gold, like live forever. Like I, I want to be powerful, blah, so blah, blah. Like that's not how things work here. Yeah. And you think you want to live forever? We can make that happen, but there's gonna be some costs. Some consequences. Yeah. You're not going to enjoy it. You're so right. I mean, they said a million times, like to 
to go into the cauldron, like you have to be a strong-willed individual. And like Brie just couldn't mm-hmm. cut it. And sorry, I, I I don't know what else to tell mm-hmm. her, but sorry, girl. Yeah, yeah. The good um, thing is she's no longer ugly and wrinkled and disgusting. She is um no longer with us. Yes, rip, rip, Brie. Um, okay, that's pretty much all that I had for her. So should we move on to playing favorites? Yeah, let's do it. Favorite character is what we usually start with. Mm-hmm. I think we have the same choice here. Yes. So Lord of Bastards. Oh, he is just a, a dream in every sense of the word. Like I've said it before. I'll say it again. I wish I was Nesta so that I could live every day with this man at my side. I'm just obsessed. Yeah, I'm just obsessed with him. And he is perfect in every way to me. My runner-up favorite character was the House of Wind. She's just like a girl. Like, she's just like a girly. And she's such a girl. So, yeah, I love her. Yeah, I... I also just have Cassian down. He's the best part of this whole mm-hmm. book. Like, obviously, it's about Nesta to me. Like, the book to me is about Nesta. Yeah. But Cassian is just, like, her rock. He is everything. <sighs> and I just feel like nothing would be the same without him. He he made it what it is. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yep. I completely agree. So, let- I'm ready for their little Illyrian babies. <gasps> And, like, Nessa changed herself, so no problems. They can have as many Mm -hmm. as they want. And, oh, my God, imagine, like, family training. Like, they're just going to be out there, like, with swords stabbing each other. And and that's so on brand for them. I can't wait to experience Perfect. I can't wait. So let's move on to – it's going to be so fucking cute. Let's move on to our favorite scene. So what was your favorite scene from this book? Okay, this one was like literally impossible to choose, but yeah. I think my favorite one was when she goes um, with Cassian to get the harp and Lanthus comes out, mm. and then she stabs Lanthus with Ataraxia. Yes. And he becomes like, you know, a human humanoid form. Yeah. And he's like trying to spin her all of these, like, this is what we could be together. You're so, like, you're the most powerful thing. Like, we could, we could be, you know, all this stuff. And she's like, not into it but she lets him think that she is and that was so oh it was such a good scene because it also reminds her how happy she is with what she has already because she's like i've already felt this way about someone i've already had better sex than this i don't want to be on the throne i don't want to be beside the guy with the crown Mm -hmm. I don't need, like, no thank yeah. you. I loved that because I think it gave her a better perspective of where she actually was um, in her life. Yes. <laughs> on her special journey. Yeah, on her special journey. And yes, 100%. <laughs> so that was probably my favorite, although it was very, very hard to pick. I think my favorite, like, aspect of the book is the girls, like, literally just being girlies. They're book clubbing. They're hanging out at the house. They're having parties. Mm-hmm. They're talking about it while they work out. They're talking about Nessa's sex life while they're doing sit-ups. <laughs> like, I love it. I love yeah. her having real friends. <laughs> Same. And I love that, like, they all are just, like, curious about what's going on. And, like, they sh- they share the books. So it's, like, it's very cl- – like, they could be part of the club. 
Love that for it's them. giving club. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also, sorry, you brought something up that I meant to say earlier. Um, with the Lanthus thing, what is the fourth um item from the trove? Like that goes completely oh, unanswered God. as well. So that's another aspect of the story that I'm very much looking forward to learning about. That's a good point. I have absolutely no – it literally like slipped my mm-hmm. mind after after it got brought up and then just – because she asked about it and they were like, mm, we don't know. And then it was just never brought yes, up again. and so weird because Feyre's like maybe like it was spilled so that no one would ever remember it, which is like – it's crazy. Like it gets so twisty. Anyway, I'm, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but just I wanted to bring that up because I'm assuming that will come into play later. Yeah. What the – Yeah. Fuck? We hope. Okay. So, um, oh. What was your favorite mine, scene? I didn't even ask. <laughs> it's okay. Mine's not really a scene, but just the overall Nesta and Reese coming together, finally having respect and love for each other. Like when Nesta, I mean, when Reese gets on his knees and thanks Nesta and she throws her arms around his neck, I was not well when she says like he would not stop giving buying her gifts and she finally just had to say like, throw me the the mating um ceremony and we will be even and we leave off it's like three days before their mating ceremony and I'm hoping that in the next book like we'll pick up there or at least get to hear about it because I can't wait to see like what kind of party race through for Cassie and Anesta. I know I was so excited when she was like I want to have a big ass party mm-hmm. like and he was like oh, okay and she's like oh, unless you just want to eat this cracker real quick and then we can call it a day and he's like these are my two options and she's like mm-hmm. yeah so pick yeah so funny um and it is like it's not on brand for nesta but like let's be honest like the girl deserves to have something in her honor like she been through it so Yes. she deserves wait but it, it describes it a little bit there yeah it says like they're they're but just not the after part yeah well it says like they're getting ready for it so like all the flowers and everything that they've been bringing in and setting up for the net for um and she says like they've all been spilled so that the flowers won't wilt before the ceremony starts so but then were they talking about like the family members like wrapping the blacks around their hands and stuff? Or they were just like well, – was she just talking about like this is what's going to happen? Yeah, she was just saying like this is kind of like the order of events that's going to happen. But it was three days before whenever they like go to the gotcha. dad's grave and Cassian's like flying up in the sky checking on her, making sure oh, she's okay. That, that hurt me. <laughs> that hurt me. So sweet. But all good things. This book was like the ending just – was it, I felt like it was wrapped up in a bow, and I couldn't have asked for anything more. So oh, let's was. and thank fucking God because it's been like two years. Yeah, and um, we don't even have a release date yet for the next one. So, so yeah. Okay, let's move on and talk some shit again. I don't really think that we will be talking shit, but we can pretend. So, what was your least favorite scene? Um, I really did not like when she had the – we already talked about this a little bit. Whenever she had the moment where she's like, oh, I, I, I don't want to say that I'm your mate because uh, it's like I'm a grasping onto this last little bit of my humanity. It just felt yes. really sad to me. 
Um, and then she's like mm-hmm. calls in her favor and like sends him away, which as you said, like leads to the blood right and then being like separate, yeah. which I understand was important, but I just didn't like that. But what I did what did end up happening was so nice how yeah. they both like as soon as it happened were like you know what we have to fix this yeah even nesta was like i'm gonna apologize until he smiles like i feel so bad <sighs> so i felt like it showed really good development of their relationship together but i just really wanted her to do it in that moment but the way that she does end up acknowledging him as her mate is so much better than that yeah that, it was worth it. I just like in the moment, like it gutted me for Cassie. Yes, I completely agree. And just the fact that like the way that it was left, like she chose that moment to call in her bargain. And then I, I agree with you completely. I'm so glad that like even that night she was like, I'm going to apologize to him tomorrow. Everything's going to be fine. And he kind of was like in the same boat. Like he was planning to go there and make her utter a single word to him so yeah. that he could talk to her again. Yeah. So funny. But yeah. I know. He was like, I got to teach her about these, uh, these little, yes. Uh, Faye. What are they called? The, um, what? There's like a word. What is oh it? I'm like, I'm having a stroke. I do not remember the word. Anyway, yeah, he's like, it's like a, yeah. He's like, I'm going to have to. Bargain. Yes. Bargain. Yes. He's like, I'm going to have to talk to her about like her wordings because she didn't quite nail it on that one, but it was her <laughs> first. So we'll give her a pass, but so good. Um, yeah. That whole scene. And then like, it goes into them being separated. It, it, it gutted me too. Like, I'm like, no, no, she's got to go do this. And she doesn't have a chance to talk to him. Yeah. Hated that. But like, loved it. Yes. Yeah. Same. Um, what about you? Mine is, I just hate um, experiencing the blood right, but I feel like it is a fantastic, like, part of the story I just hate like the first time I read it I was so on edge because of exactly what we just talked about like she and Cassian had just been in a fight he doesn't know that she wanted to apologize and then now they both have to just like survive this week literally and there's all this talk like Asriel saying you would know if she had died like you would feel it in your heart that the bond was gone and so like I guess that was reassuring for Cassian but I hated experiencing it the first time and this time I was like dreading reading about it just because I don't I don't want them to be separated like now that the lovers are lovers I don't want them to be apart (laughs) I know I know I hated it and somehow they're still enemies somehow I love it <laughs> they, I, they, I am not complacent with these two I'm still yeah. happy with where their love story is I could read more about it like totally they are perfect and I agree the separation like kind of a buzzkill but that's okay so what do you think yeah. about if you could yeah. change one thing of the plot or the book in general what would you change um, I just felt like some of the dialogue between the girls was like a little corny. Like, I can't remember what happens, but at some point they say like, that's what sisters do. And there was that. Yeah. Another time, <laughs> that. like the uh, somebody, maybe the Illyrians like call them bitches. And someone says, find something new to call us. Like it, it was just giving like nannies girl gang movie and 
I was living for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, like literally, that's exactly the movie that I that I was thinking of. But I don't know. I just felt like some of the dialogue was corny, <laughs> which is like so not SJM. She is very good with not writing anything corny. And so I didn't love it, especially for Nesta of all of them. Like give the corny dialogue to Elaine. Don't give that to Nesta. She she doesn't deserve it. Like she deserves to have like more quippy banter and like girls who don't speak about their yeah. feelings. Um, I don't know. It it yeah, it wasn't great. But uh, I mean, if that's the worst that happens and, and it was three, like three things that they said that I picked up on. So overall, not anything crazy. What about you? What did you not like about the book? Oh, speaking of things that Miss SJM needs to stop saying is fucking prone. Mm. I was on page, I was not even on page 200 and she had used it incorrectly twice. Yeah. I don't even know if she used it again in the book. I couldn't, I didn't like keep track after that, but I'm just like, <laughs> Google yeah. it. Just Google it before you decide to just toss it in. Um, I've already hashed this out on prior episodes. Yeah. I'm not going to spend a long time harping on it, but my God. Yeah, no, it is. That's bad. And it just goes to show you like people who are in publishing are there for a reason and they have like no other, um, no other, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like grasp on other, other avenues of work, like publishers and the medical field, not, not close to one another. Yeah, but prone means that even whenever it's not medicalized, like no matter totally. how you're laying, prone is face down. <clears throat> totally. Maybe I just associate the word prone with the medical field. Like I, I feel like um, in general, people don't like talk about the exact position yeah. that they were laying well, down. Well, I think, I think a lot of people talk about it like in the military because when they lay on their stomachs with their guns, you know. Oh, that's true. Position. That's true. So there's like there's definitely audiences that know true what that is. So then like when you're describing something in my head, in my head they're actually prone and in your head they're supine. I hate 100%. It. Anyway. Yeah, that's I'll I'll give it a rest on that topic. Um but any hot takes for you? No, I I gen genuinely don't have a hot take. Like I even <laughs> Like you have nothing to say. I scoured to try and find one. I'm sure if I like really took the time to think about it, I could find something to be mad at. But honestly, like, no, I don't have anything to say about this book. Okay. Well, I'm happy that you're just like satisfied with everything, but I do have a hot take. And the house having the shadows under the library as a heart. Okay. was corny as fuck to me. So true. So true. And I also, like, didn't really like that Nesta had, quote, unquote, made the house whenever she came in. Because Reese has always said something about they were, like it had magical powers. Mm -hmm. And I guess she just, like, made it, made it more powerful. I don't really know how that worked. Mm -hmm. But I just don't like everything has to be made by Nesta. Like, also, how did she scry using her own bones in the stones of the cavern. Okay. I'm just like, there are a couple of things that are not checked out. That was crazy because it's, oh, the stones. I don't know. That was crazy. I, I forgot about that part. But yeah, the when it sh like shows her its heart, 
it same thing with like the dialogue. Like it doesn't. It just feels yeah, innately not Nesta. Corny. Like that's just not. It's just not the vibe. So yeah, and then she's like, she's like, well, I like turned turned off the Fey lights and just told it that I like accept it how it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In my head, no, you didn't. <laughs> You know what? I completely agree. I just feel like we could have left that part out. And because we didn't need to know where the heart of the house was. Um, we didn't need to see it or know that nope. like Irrelevant. it still has dark parts in there. But like at its core, Nesta knows that the house is good. It just, yeah, it didn't, <laughs> it wasn't necessary. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I very, very much liked the plot of the house that it just liked Nesta the most. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't need it to be like made yeah. or more powerful or like brought to life by her. Like it preferring Nesta was plenty for I me. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. So that's funny. Um, okay. Let's say our overall thoughts. We'll do star rating and chili pepper rating. So um, I'm not like exactly fond of what you've written down on our google doc but if you would care to explain i'm all ears (laughs) yeah so i think this is a four and a half star book i said Mm. the same shit about court of mist and fury and you know everyone's up in arms i'd take back mist and fury but i actually think that i'm right here wow especially for me personally there are (laughs) again there's things that i would change these just like, I don't, I don't have that's a, the four point five stars is like a really good rating. Yeah. So I don't know what your problem <laughs> is. Um, I don't have a ton of notes for the book, as you could tell. Like I, I did have some, but nothing crazy. I mm-hmm. liked the friendship aspect. I liked all the new characters that we got. Um, I did kind of miss Pharaoh Reese Helian, like the, the political stuff because I felt like most yeah. of it was like um outside yeah that's outside true of Prithian, like Breland and Koshi and yeah. all of them I missed our people that we did know um yeah not really like a ton of other stuff I just I liked it a lot I gave it four and a half stars it's mm-hmm. perfect for that um and then I also gave it four chilies, but I put a question mark. I'm really not a big smut girl. So this was a lot for me, especially she goes from, you know, length, bundle of nerves to <laughs> cock and cunt. Yeah, 100%. So it really took me by surprise. The first time I read it, especially, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, so I don't know if four is accurate. Four chilies might be a little heavy handed. Um depending on what you read but for me it was a lot but it wasn't I didn't like it wasn't like negatively affecting the book for me this time the first time I was like I can barely read this but this time I was more prepared for it I love them I they're just freaks and I just had to accept yeah 100% so I put three and a half chili peppers possibly four my reasoning is because like I feel like there's a lot of talk about like they they were having like moments together but not all of them were in detail so like to me I feel like if it was just like every okay and scene, I really appreciated that actually yeah 
Yes, same. I feel like if it was like every other scene or if it would have been like crazy stuff, like to me, that's like a five chili pepper book where you're talking about like stuff going in holes where they don't belong and um, objects in hole. Like to me, that's five. So I feel like three and a half, four, like we're living in kind of like a decent area right there. To me, I love it. Like this to me is my perfect level not too much, not too little. I don't want it to be every other scene. Like I I honestly get tired of it sometimes. So to me, this was great. Like just knowing that it was ongoing, that was good enough for me. Um, Yeah. I loved that we sprinkled in enough detail to keep us sated and then it was moving on. Yes. So for the overall rating, I gave this book five stars. Don't need to say it again. I'm a Nesta girl. I love this story. I had not realized before, but like you're so right. We're missing more of like the the Prithian political aspect of the book. And another part of it too, like maybe this is something that I not necessarily would change, but didn't love is that I don't like when something is taking place in the same um, place for a long period of time. And obviously Nessa is confined to the house and she gets out from time to time, but right. not really. And not to anywhere that kind fun. of me too. I was just like a little bored. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, it's still a five-star book to me. And like, I, I don't have anything else to say. I love this book. I love Nesta. I'm obsessed with Cassian. I'm obsessed with, Akatar as a series and now we all have to wait in misery until we get a release date that certainly will be six months from whenever she um deigns to share that date with us so yeah that's all I have to say yeah it's gonna be a long time waiting for us someone was saying the other day on TikTok like I am so ready like by the time apparently by the time Crescent City 3 comes out Crescent City 2 will have ended like almost 700 days before like oh it's God. been two over two years and I didn't That's realize crazy. that but yeah it's been a long time I, like the girlies are ready we're thirsty yeah literally so we will see what happens but it's been fun to finally be able to like speculate on this book because we don't actually know what yeah. happens next so we'll see yeah we have no fucking clue yeah yeah so we'll see. Um, I, I guess we can move. I mean, like now that we're talking about this already, like our chaser, our next book is going to be mm-hmm. the first Crescent City House of Earth and Blood by SJM and mm-hmm. everyone buckle in. If you haven't read this book yet, just give yourself a hundred pages. It takes yeah. a second because it's a brand new world. Oh my gosh. Just give it to yourself. And Totally. And I completely agree. I told I've already told Ashlyn that I would be bringing this up. Which, by the way, when I went to type the name of the book, I could not tell you the name of this book, and I also could not tell you the name of the second Crescent City book. They're just Crescent City one and two to me. So, um, why did she even need to name exactly. the books? I I don't know. But anyway, for Crescent City. <laughs> the world building starts so fast. It's so confusing. Please, I promise you will understand it. Um, when I first started reading it, I had told someone that like it was really hard. I just felt like I was drinking from a fire hose trying to figure out this world. And they told me 
that no, it's just because I was new to reading fantasy and like, I'm here to report as someone who has read a lot of fantasy. No, that's not true. Like she literally, it's psychotic the amount of world building that she does in the first like it's twenty pages. It is notorious. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is like a known problem with this series. It's like the world building. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do it in like an incremental way. She throws these words at you that you've never heard. You're going back and forth from the map. Yeah, back and forth from all these houses that you don't like. They don't even have a spot on the map. It's so confusing, but just give yourself time and it will just slowly start to make sense. And for me, like it didn't really even make sense until like halfway through the book, a lot of it, but I just like yeah. kind of shrugged it off. Some of it's just like not that important. Yeah, I agree. And like, I'll be honest, even today, like I kind of couldn't tell you what some of the stuff is and I'm doing okay. So like really just like... You don't need to be that concerned yeah. with it. So, it's like, you're still going to get the gist. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, I'm going to start that bitch tonight mm-hmm. so that maybe I can get through part of the world building before I go to bed. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Well, best of luck. And I think that's all that we have. Okay. Well, next time we film this uh, little series, I will no longer be pregnant and we will be. It'll be January. So I hope everyone has a happy holiday season Mm -hmm. and a great new year. We'll be back in January at some point. I don't think we have an exact release date because I don't know when I'm going to have my job. But I'm really excited to dive right into these big, thick-ass Crescent City books. Everyone pray that um, I can get through them in time. You can, Ash. We all believe in you and you'll get it done. You and baby, like what better way to come into the world than by – hearing about um well i don't want to give anything away the the world of crescent city so your child is blessed right maybe i should read it out loud to whatever that's gonna be that's gonna be its bedtime stories for the first little month just some sjm just dip their toes into the fantasy realm 100 percent well, thank you guys so much for tuning into the club, the book club podcast that hopefully won't put you to sleep. We're really excited to have you guys here. We're available on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you can get your podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, which are we posting this on YouTube? Probably. Um, we're audio only right now, but if you are, then please subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. And um, if you want to submit books to us that you want us to read or review, or if you have any feedback for us, you can send that to uh, Gmail at theclubgirlies at gmail.com or on our Instagram DMs. We're a little bit more accessible there. Uh, we are at girlies of the club. All right, guys. Well, that's got us for the year, which is crazy. Like Ashlyn said, please have very happy holidays. Happy New Year. And we will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.